Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark, and this show is here to provide insights, techniques, and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Today, I am joined by Anne Litherland, and Anne helps people make a real impact with their voice. So, Anne, correct me if I'm wrong, but am I right in saying that if you're someone that uses their voice as part of running their business, that you can help them? Yes, absolutely. I think very often people who are using their voices in their business don't realise that they're actually a professional voice user, especially if that voice use is quite extensive during the day. But even so, people who are using their voices less so will nevertheless um, depend upon them for when they're liaising with new clients or colleagues or staff so it's relevant to all of us really okay and I suppose like so many things within our bodies we don't (laughs) tend to pay attention to them when everything's working (laughs) no we don't uh that's one of my biggest challenges actually as a voice trainer I'm also a personal growth coach I use both of those skills together to help people but it's my biggest challenge is just helping people to realize that their voice is something that's actually important it's something that they need to look after and that they can actually work with to make it better if they want to and why shouldn't we want to why should we be just happy with it being okay (laughs) it's my question So why are our voices so important? Well, obviously, they're a vital part of our communication, along with our facial expression and movement. In fact, both of those things, our facial expression and movement, will affect our voice as well. So the whole package goes together. Human beings are very, very sensitive to even small nuances in a voice. And sometimes it can even be subliminal. So what they will understand from a voice is going to be important to you. You might be giving out messages that you don't mean to give out if in certain situations the nuances in your voice aren't the ones which people need to tap into. What do I mean by that? Well, our pitch, our pace, that's how fast we go, our tone, so that's whether we're warm or whether we're slightly bright and twangy or whether we sound a bit cold and and our volume whether we're too loud or whether we're too (laughs) soft all of these can affect how someone understands us um, but also whether they trust us and feel that they can work with us so ultimately that's going to be part of our business success and these are all things that we can learn to control and work with yeah so you've touched on things that quite interesting when you think about voice you don't necessarily always think about the the pictures you mentioned and also the thing the thing that you mentioned Mm -hmm. then as well was um you know someone's voice coming across as cold um so what Mm. you're saying is that the your voice can give um 
a whether it's intentionally or not but can make people mm. interpret to you as being warm or cold or friendly or approachable and things like that absolutely especially when you're on a phone or like this in a podcast where they can't see the expressions on your face and that's something to think about but there are other aspects of voice that some people might find annoying <laughs> for some reason they just don't seem to gel with that person for a reason that they can't put their finger on and sometimes that can be the voice oh that uh, is the, interesting but there are very definite colors of voice that you can make you know you can do different things with your voice like you can sound very close and intimate or you can sound very clear and very removed from what's going on and if you listen to somebody speaking like this all the time it sounds far too um assertive and not very warm really does it yeah no absolutely <laughs> that's uh that's very interesting i think um i think some of our uh government need to come and see you and because... i think they do i mean <laughs> <laughs> i've been thinking about um liz truss for the past couple of days and she's doing that thing that female politicians are probably instructed to do which is to lower the pitch and because if you lower the pitch, you sound more serious. But what that does to the voice is it means I can't get any tonal variety down there because I'm a female voice. And it makes it really difficult for me to make those nuances, which is really why she sounds a bit robotic, yeah. in my view. Sorry, forgive me, anybody out there who loves Liz Truss, but I'm just commenting on how I hear the voice. It's... <laughs> opinions here are individual opinions and that's absolutely fine um but yeah it's it's it is really important isn't it because there's times where mm. i've heard people talk and just through the sound of their voice i've said oh actually i don't believe what they're saying i don't trust exactly that what they've said is true because it hasn't come across as believable Mm. I find I find this with sometimes people in advertisements, sometimes people that are trying to aggressively sell me things and obviously politicians. I can tell at a thousand paces whether they're A, telling the truth and B, whether they're genuinely interested in what they're speaking about. And they can't help it from leaking through to their face. You can see it in the eyes and you can hear it in the voice. And it's those nuances that give it away. So it br brings me to a very important idea, really, which is, you know, having a relationship with your, with your own values and who you are as a person and what message you want to bring across is absolutely vital if you want to sound um, believable, if you want yeah. to speak with integrity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's why I find that the coaching side of my business is so important in that, you know, we have to take people on a journey sometimes. They think it's their voice and they might lack confidence or they might not like their own voice or they might not get their message across. But when we actually start chatting, it turns out to be they're not really very clear on who they are as a person and how they want to get that across to the world. And that's where that 
lack of confidence or that inability to speak to a group of people actually starts you know that's really interesting so we're talking we're talking more now about actually uh personal struggles that someone might have that's impacting their voice Mm -hmm. that being confident so why is confidence Mm. key then both in knowing yourself better and in your professional success uh so thinking about confidence actually i want to look at that question another way around i actually think confidence comes from being secure in who you are as a person what your own values and beliefs are and your own message and really then having the control and skill to express that fully with your voice If we're talking in more general terms, it's being secure in what you have to offer in your business. So in other words, how do those values, how do those beliefs actually show up in your business from day to day? How do you do that? And if you're happy with that, then very often the voice will follow. It will sound genuine. You will sound authentic. Now, you may need extra skills to express some things more fully with your voice, depending on what they are. For instance, some people have difficulties with volume for a big room. They have difficulties with projection. Other people have difficulties making their words really clear. Other people have difficulty varying the tone of their voice or varying the pitch. Because if we always speak at the same pitch, we start to sound a bit monotonous and it starts to come across like this. (laughs) So you might notice I'm trying to use my voice by going up and down Mm. in the way that's actually very closely linked to the way we speak in the UK. And I mean, I could go on all day about that one, but it's how we put those things together makes all the difference. And then, of course, people respond to what we say and the way we say it. And we feel that energy coming back at us. And the result of that is that we feel more confident then because we feel that that's been accepted. It's a two-way thing. It's not just we sort of put the voice on and blast it out like a speaker. I think uh, we really do get an energy back from the listener. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, especially when you talk about people maybe having trouble with volume and also the um you know you talked about your voice going up and down and not being at the same tone was that right pitch and it's pitch pitch, sorry yeah um I mean I mean already I've got that wrong so what's what's the difference between (laughs) pitch and tone okay the pitch is a bit like the musicality of the voice So if I speak in a very high voice in terms of pitch, then I'm going to sound a bit squeaky like this. It does (laughs) affect the tone of my voice and make me sound squeaky. So the tone is squeaky, the pitch is high. And if I come down here and I speak in a really low pitch, then that, because of other reasons, makes me sound broader and deeper and even a tiny bit bassy, I should think. But... (laughs) (laughs) so the pitch is whether musically I'm high or low and the tone is the different qualities that we might associate with a voice so as I just said squeaky hard-edged warm fuzzy uh, clear smooth 
strained. For instance, have you heard people speaking with a voice that sounds a bit like this? Yeah. And they're just slightly squeezing everything out mm. there. And mm. because they're tired, they start to work harder. And that's when they start to get more and more tired. And it's not a good thing to do yeah. because, you know, your vocal cords in there are quite delicate, really. They do a lot of work every day, but they can only cope with so much. Mm. Why not learn how to speak without that strain and so that your voice really comes to life? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've dumbfounded you a bit there, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting all those examples, but that it's really got me thinking. Um, there's times where I've heard people talk and I thought to myself, gosh, I wish they'd, I wish they'd clear their throat or I wish they'd go mm. and have some water because, because you're right, it does... It makes it even if the, even if what they're saying is really important to you or really interesting. Mm. If there's something about their voice that's making you feel uncomfortable, it's really hard to listen to it. Yeah, if if you get a voice with a slight edge on it, then it can really grate on you. If you were listening to that voice all day, and some yeah. people in business speak like that, I hear them at networking. I hear them at meetings and they don't seem to realise that this is actually important. <laughs> I, I think it really is. Mm. And, and then we can actually do much more with the voice that we've got. So very often people who are all right, they don't suffer from any issues with their voice or their confidence. Again, don't think it's important. But why would you settle, I think I said it earlier, for just being okay when you could be more than okay, would you settle for just okay in any other aspect of your business? No, you wouldn't. You absolutely wouldn't. And I think <laughs> it's, again, it all comes down to the awareness and understanding why it's important. And it's, mm -hmm. it's again, something that I talk to people about when it comes to their brand, because they're not aware yes. of, its importance because they don't understand the potential it can have when they start to improve mm. it they've got what they've got and they're looking at it from their own perspective and not necessarily someone else's so again unless mm. you're getting that feedback unless someone points out that there's something wrong with your voice your brand you know you could say your voice is part of your personal brand it's representing you it's what people hear Unless mm. you're getting feedback that makes you kind of question that, it can be difficult mm. sometimes to go, actually, this is an area I can improve and this is a person I need to go to to do it. So I'm glad we're here talking about it and raising awareness about why it's so important. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, I'm not here really just to push my own services, although I do, I do offer help to people. I'm really on a bit of a mission to help people mm. to understand just how important their voice is, especially if they're using it quite a lot during the day. Yeah. If we get tired and we keep pushing on through that tiredness, just going back to that point, then there's a much bigger chance that we can do damage to the voice. Oh, okay. I didn't and, know then, and then it will become much less resilient and work much less well for us as we go forward so 
sometimes people will think, for instance, that a hoarse voice, oh, it's just one of those things, it just means I'm tired. Well, actually, no, if your voice is hoarse, it means you are dysphonic. It means that your voice is not working efficiently and that you're maybe just one degree away from possibly doing some damage to it and you need to be careful. Mm. Without you know making anything um, too scary, it's important to listen to the body's warnings. So that's the signal to rest that voice, not push through and keep going with that hoarseness. Yeah. So there's a whole health thing here. This is um, a biological system that we're talking about, obviously involving the breath and the vocal cords or vocal folds, as we call them now. And then what happens when the sound gets into our throat and mouth, which resonates that sound and makes it carry in different ways, enhances it in different ways. Mm. But it's, it's, it's really a case of understanding that you only have one voice and you need to look after it. Yeah. So in terms of looking after voices, then mm. let's... I'm trying to think about, okay, so based on my limited knowledge, <laughs> if I was struggling <laughs> with my voice uh, and I felt like I needed to, I probably wouldn't start looking after it again until something started going wrong. And then when it did, as as it has in the past, if I've got a cold or I've been run down, I will rest my voice, I will take... Um, sweets you know suck on sweets drink water that sort of thing are any of those tips actually any good Anne <laughs> okay <laughs> you can Here's be honest one for you. before we go into what to do with the voice when you've noticed it's not working very well you uh are, are you a runner Danielle or I play uh, I play exercise I play hockey and I go to I go to the gym I do like strength and conditioning and stuff uh, Okay, so would you go into your hockey match cold without doing anything or go into the gym, into your full routine cold without no. doing anything with the no. muscles of your body? No. Definitely not. Injury alert. Uh, <laughs> exactly, and it's exactly the same for voices. You might not know it, but there are actually muscles in your vocal folds and there are lots of muscles surrounding the larynx and the voice and, and of course at work in the body which all could do with warming up before you go into a day full of speaking okay. so the first thing i want to talk about is warming up so there are some very simple things you can do some techniques and exercises you can try to get those muscles ready to actually do this extra work that you're demanding of them so we wouldn't run a marathon without preparing and training and warming up. So why do we expect our voice to do it for us? Mm. So that's a sort of prevention is better than cure. And some of these other things are as well. You mentioned water. Yes, hydration. Very important. As a rule of thumb, up to two litres per day more in the hot weather. Water sipped through the day. Nothing in it, but if you find water hard to get down, you can put some natural fruit in it to diffuse or use a little bit of low sugar uh, squash if you want to do that. Steam, you might not have heard of this one. If mm. you put hot water in a bowl or you can get some very cheap little mouth inhalers and just inhale the steam 
for five to six minutes, about 40 minutes before you're going to do any extensive speaking, though, because we don't want the little blood vessels to be over warm. It puts them at risk, really. But And also the water has to be not boiling, just hot. You don't want to scald your throat and your vocal cords. The idea is to get the steam right down and into the system. Yeah. Um, this, in a way, is just as important as drinking water. I don't know if you've realised, but water that you drink goes down into your stomach, whereas steam that you inhale goes down the other pipe, the trachea, and into your lungs. Mm, yeah. So any water you drink to actually get round and benefit your voice has to go through the bloodstream and everything, whereas inhaled steam gets straight down there. Okay. Um, what else? Avoid alcohol and smoking. If you are having some alcohol, then maybe drink one for one with water if you're using your voice a lot. Alcohol always dries the vocal folds and they need to be moist to work properly. Okay. And you mentioned uh, throat sweets. Yes. No, <laughs> no, they're just a placebo. They're just a placebo. Okay. okay. They might make you feel more comfortable if it's actually the back of your mouth and the top of the throat that's irritated and inflamed, in fairness. But in terms of your vocal folds, that sweet is not going to get anywhere near them. Because if you think about it, if, if that sweet got anywhere near your vocal folds, it would be like food going down the wrong way and you would cough and choke. Mm. Right? So they don't. They just make you feel a little bit more soothed if the top part of the throat is a bit inflamed. Okay. So I usually say get glycerin pastils because they can help you just keep the back of the throat moist, but they don't actually do anything for the voice. Okay, right then. I'll bear that in mind then when I reach for a pack of Fisherman's Friends, other sweets are available. Um, but they're usually... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Fisherman's Friends and so forth, um, they can make mm. you feel better because um, of the active ingredients, peppermint or menthol or whatever's in them. Mm. But actually some of those substances can be drying to your voice. Certainly okay. menthol can. Okay. So when you're steaming, don't put any menthol in it. Just use pure steam. Okay. So does this and remember? Mean <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna, go I was going to say, does this mean I've got an excuse to go to the sauna and steam rooms a bit more often? Then completely. <laughs> it's also yes. why some people like to sing in the shower. I think, but uh, yeah, the, yeah. the idea with the steam is, is it gets down onto the vocal folds and it works its magic. But then you don't really overextend the voice for sort of half an hour, 40 minutes afterwards, because it, there is a danger that the little blood vessels can just rupture if they're over warm and the, and the muscles are all a bit flabby because they're warmed up so much. But it's really for moisture. OK, these are amazing tips. Thank you for sharing them with us. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's all right. So obviously you've worked with lots of people that use their voice. Um, mm -hmm. Can you give us some examples of the types of people that you work with? If anyone's listening and thinking, actually, do I, do I fit in here? Yes, certainly. Um, I, I work with a large number of business people, actually, quite a wide range. And I've also worked with actors. So I work with performers and presenters on that side of voice use as well. But thinking about business people, uh, I've worked with 
people who've had um, a promotion and suddenly are worrying about presenting in the boardroom. Ah. So that we've looked at ways to help them with that. I've worked with people who want to be better at doing lives and video presentations or lead webinars, and they don't really know how their voice is coming across. Or more to the point, it usually turns out they don't really know how to put themselves across in entirety. So we end up mm. going more into that Um other people lack confidence, so we get down to the nitty-gritty of why it is that they don't feel they can speak out, why they don't feel that they're really truly heard in their work environment. So the, they can be from all different businesses, so um, all areas of business. Yeah, I'm particularly interested in helping other trainers, actually, because training people is something that I do, and I know that side of business very well and feel that I can help people with difficulties in that particular arena but there's nothing to stop other business people seeking yeah. help okay so obviously you've got your own business you use your voice mm -hmm. do you what do you do to look after yourself in in your own voice and I mean do you have a coach what you know tell us I don't have a permanent coach anymore, but I do have someone I can go to to just give me an objective opinion. Mm -hmm. I think that's important in terms of voice. And I take a lot of um, professional development courses. I do a lot of reading. I keep up with the latest research into voice. At uh, the moment, I'm studying vocal health, which is why I was so hot on the steaming and don't bother with oh, the throat sweets. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm studying for a qualification in, in vocal health as a vocal health professional, as well as being a vocal trainer. And so I stay aware of what's going on around me. I think the day we stop learning really should be the day that we die. As yeah. trainers, we never know it all. Things are on the change all the time. It's about the only constant, isn't it, that things will be changing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that's something that with kind of whether you're self-employed, you know, running a business, got employees, things will constantly change and evolve within your business and what you do. So you have to you have to learn and adapt and, and take in new knowledge and often Absolutely. when you start yeah often when you start your journey there's a lot of things that you'll have learned mm. compared to where you are now and sometimes you kind of go oh gosh I wish I wish I'd have known that before you know I decided to do this or I wish someone had told me that um for me I wish I wish someone had told me to just get an accountant straight away because it <laughs> makes life a lot easier um, absolutely but what about for you, Anne? What is there anything that you wish you'd have known before you started your own business? I think the biggest thing is that it takes time. It needs gradient. In other words, rather than trying to leap straight to the top, <laughs> you know, we have a mm -hmm. vision of where we want to go. That's very important. But it's going to take small considered steps to get us there. And I think that's true in a lot of different areas, isn't it? Whichever area yeah. of business you're in. And um, 
you know, in terms of what I wish I'd known before I started my business, I think not to be worried about what others do. I think very often we compare ourselves to other people, if we're honest. There's yeah. so much coming at us, isn't there, on the internet. Oh, gosh, they're doing this. Should I be doing that? Yeah. And But, yeah. but no, I've got to a point where I can just trust in my own work. People come to me because they want to work with me. There might be other people doing similar things, but ultimately the, the clients that want to work with me will be the ones I end up with, <laughs> as it were. Um, also, we, we're open to a lot of different advice when we first start up a business, aren't we? We yeah. get different advice from different directions and that can be really confusing. And so, again, it's about having to choose what's right for you, what's in line with your values, who you are as a business person and what your clients need. Each of us is individuals. Yeah. So um, I came to the conclusion for me that I had to take what was useful for me and sort of discard the rest for now. And that seems to have been much better, <laughs> if that makes sense. Total sense. And I think that's fantastic advice. And I'm guilty of it now. I was guilty of it before I started my business. I think it's all about sometimes recognising when you are becoming too focused on what other people are doing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I saw I saw a poster recently that said, um, sometimes you just need to mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. And there's two, there's two sides to that, you know, mind your own business is in, you know, that's nothing to do with you. Stay out of it. And also mind your own business. You know, your business is yours to mind and look after. So mind it. So, yeah, I thought that was quite uh, thought provoking and funny. Um, that's absolutely true. Absolutely. And I think there's another saying which I quite like, which is what other people think of you is none of your business. Yes. Yeah, from the like point of view, yeah, there will always be people who like you and like what you do, and because of you, the way human beings are, there will always be other people who don't like you and don't really feel attracted to what you do. They're not your ideal client. They're not the person for you. Somebody else can help them, and so yeah, it's very, a case of true. of not trying to help everybody and feel bad when we can't. I think we're here to help the people who gel with us, which brings me back to our voice, because hopefully our voice will tell people that we're really passionate and we really believe in what we're doing. And it will tell them other things about us, you know, and, and that's part yeah. of who we are. I just wanted to say one other thing about branding, actually. You mentioned it earlier on, which is if you think of advertisements on the TV, have you ever noticed the voices that they choose to go with those? Yeah, they're normally, um, I mean, sometimes that I think often they're male, um, quite, quite authoritative, but, um, sometimes American as well. Um, so yeah, it depends. Sometimes yeah. if they want a really friendly local, happy sound of voice they'll choose a scottish person oh okay you found a lot of insurance companies using a scottish voiceover and also uh think of uh m&s food 
Oh, this yeah. isn't just any food. <laughs> this is Marks and Spencer's food. Wouldn't sound quite the same if you went, this isn't any food. This is Marks and Spencer's food, would it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mean again by tone, yeah. tone of voice and type of voice. Or this isn't just any food. This is Marks and Spencer's food. <laughs> yeah, okay, back off, mate, you know. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, yeah. And that really, that took M&S Food to a whole other level, didn't it, those adverts? It the did, way, yeah. The way the sound, because people were doing impressions and um, I remember it was quite, it was, they were trying to be sexy, weren't they? And it really worked. It was a bit Joanna Lumley, really, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it was a bit sort of close and intimate and this is an amazing thing which will really satisfy all your desires. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about other female chef that's um, she a lot of men like watching her cook. Um, Oh, Nigella. Yes, she's got that kind of appeal as well. Her voice, the way she she cooks, the way she sounds. She's not quite as airy as Joanna. She's a bit more here, but it's very warm. And yeah. I'm just going to put a little hint of chilli into there now. You know, it's it does have that warmth, that roundness mm. to it. I'm not as good at Nigella as I am at Joanna. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but it still we, made I'm me laugh. To... And, and when you give me examples, I really start to understand. Well, that's why I've done it. Just to yeah. show you that we can change our voice. Yeah. Okay, this is my voice. This is who I am. Um, but I can change what I do if I really want to speak to somebody in a way that tells them that, you know, I understand what they're saying to me. I might come down to something like this. If I want to be more didactic and give information, I might do this sort of voice or I might lift the volume if I'm in a bigger room. They're still Mm. all facets of me. But it just means those tools are in the kit when I want to access them. Yeah. I think and I won't parents get tired doing this. any of it. I think parents <laughs> need this when they're talking to their kids. Or maybe even people, they say that when people are telling off their animals, telling off their dogs, that tone mm-hmm. will change what, you know, how the dog responds to what you tell them to do. It's not what you say. It's the tone, whether it's firm. It um, is. It's whether it's, that's a good word for tone, whether it's firm or not, whether you mean it. Mm. You know, it's not always loud. Yeah. And uh, I've been I've been having to think about assertiveness recently, assertiveness in the workplace. And being assertive and getting your ideas across is not necessarily about loudness. Mm. It's about having a firmness of tone and that tells people what I've got to say is worth listening to. Yeah. Because my conviction is behind this. Mm. As opposed to I've I've got a bit of an idea if anyone would like to listen to it, you know. I'm doing yes. I'm doing sort of very broad examples here and big differences to make it clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it it is clear and going back to what you said earlier, it does it does really show that you can't you can't do any of this. You can't be assertive or confident or firm or warm unless unless you mean what you say. 
if you want to be warm, it's got to be genuine yeah and and that's the important mm. part so um yeah really really fascinating otherwise, interesting stuff. otherwise it brings us into the realm of acting yes but actors when they take on a role have to really mean what they say from the point of view of the character they take on so they're not lying because they're speaking as the character. They're finding the mm. truth and the reality of that character. It's not just sort of a set of words and an accent and whatever that they put on, like uh, a set of clothes. They're, they are becoming that person. And I think that's an interesting thing. So it still does have integrity and it becomes believable. On the other hand, when somebody just spouts words and uses different tones of voice without really meaning it, we can pick it up like that. Yes. Which brings us back to the politicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. So you've been doing this. How long have you been doing this now, Anne? Oh, it's a long story. Okay. I started teaching voices over 25 years ago uh, in my initial incarnation as a singing teacher okay. because I'm a singer as well. And over the years, I've also become interested in speaking voice and in helping people to get themselves understood in the world, to feel that they're truly heard. But I would say that this aspect of my business maybe goes back about six or seven years because I was a singing teacher exclusively for quite a while. But in that time, obviously, I've learned a lot about voices and how they work. And I just find it infinitely exciting and interesting. There's always something new. So I, I now work on both of those sides. But obviously, for our audience here, it's going to be the speaking side, probably, that's the most interesting, which is why I've been chatting about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, so... You're excited about what you do. You're you're still learning. You want to help more people. Have you got any big plans for the next few years? Where where are you going to be taking vocal intuition? Yeah, I want to create uh, really a hub for people, a place where they can go for advice, a place where they can share ideas about speaking voice i won't say too much about it because i'm developing it at the moment okay. but it will also be somewhere where they can find lots of value but and also maybe hop on to one of my courses or follow up some one-to-one -one work if they want to do that so there'll be a range of things there so i'm seeing that expand really so that i can help more people more easily um, i look forward uh, to seeing that very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be looking for some people to be the first people in the group. So you never know, you might be a good person to join us. Well, yeah, I'd love to help if I can. So, Anne, where can people find you if they want to learn more? Okay, if people are interested in one-to-one -one work in person work i'm based in burton on trent in the midlands i work on zoom online as well of course so that's not a problem if you're not in the area mm -hmm. they can find me at my website which is anleatherland.co.uk 
uh, or email me at anne at vocalintuition.co.uk. Or, of course, find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn as Anne Leatherland. I'm on Facebook as Vocal Intuition, which is my business name. And every now and again, I pop up on Twitter and Instagram as well, but mainly on Facebook and uh, yeah. LinkedIn. So you can find me in all of those places. Uh, I do regular blogs on voice, which are on the website. So if you want to go along to annleatherland.co.uk, then you can find those there. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing those. And thank you for joining us today. It's been lovely speaking to you. You're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for having me, Danielle. If anyone does want to get in touch, I'm quite happy to chat and answer their questions. But I'm so glad just to have this chance to talk about voice and why it's so important. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tune in into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. You want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a shout out. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.